appreciate him ministering uh, to us, for us. Amen. Uh, so very quick, the first Corinthians 12 and uh, verse I'll read, so I, I'm going to skip around. You know I do. No rhyme or reason to it, except by the Holy Ghost. First Corinthians 12, verse 1 says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. That word gifts italicized is added in for, for clarity, okay? There, verse 4, there are diversities of gifts. Diversities of gifts. Everybody say, I have a gift. I have a gift. Merry Christmas. You got that? Yes. So everybody will be happy because you already have gift, a gift or gifts. Glory to God and appreciate the gifts that God has given you. Amen? Verse 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit, verse 9, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongue, but tongues, but one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills, as he wills. So we're talking about tonight the divine nine. Our focus again is in, in verse 10. We're going to focus tonight on tongues and interpretation. Tongues and interpretation. Father, tonight we thank you that, Lord, your word is alive. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Thank you that your word is settled in heaven. And this word has a power in it already that once this word gets in us, the power is in it to act. The power is in it to do the things that you've sent it to do. So let your word come richly. Let, let your word, Lord, uh, come richly to us, and we will let that word dwell in us richly in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And I pray, Father, that as your word seeps into our hearts, that our lives will change and people will be able to see our progress and know that we've made changes, oh God. Know that you've made changes in our lives because we, we're presenting ourselves to you, living sacrifices, holy acceptable to you, which is our reasonable service. Tonight, speak and have your way. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. and amen. All right, take your seats. All right. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. I was listening to, uh, or I caught, uh, actually, I was taking a nap, to tell you the truth. And uh, <laughs> let me just tell it like it is. I was taking a nap, and the TV was on, and, and I woke up to uh, them uh, the news station, I forget which one it was, they were showing a uh, video from when the president was meeting with the uh, House Majority uh, Leader, uh, actually House Minority Leader, but getting ready to be the Speaker of the House and so forth. And they were talking about the building a wall and all that kind of stuff and getting money and everything. And I heard uh, the president say that he was willing to shut the government down to get what he wanted. I mean, just forcefully said it plain like that. And uh, whether you agree with that or not, I'm not here to argue or debate about the wall or shutting the government down. But what, what I thought about was whenever, because we've had government shutdowns before, so it wouldn't be the first time, right? Every administration does a shutdown at some point, trying to get their point across, trying to get what they want. So it's nothing new. So government shutdown, what I thought about that whenever there, there have been government shutdowns, I remember Deacon Gershon one time you were working uh, for the, that uh, service down there years ago downtown. Purple Hearts, right. And I remember y'all went 
Clinton was in office, I believe. You lost your job under that government shutdown then. Uh, but whenever there's a government shutdown or whenever there is a time of natural disaster, a time or a, even a, a holiday, federal holiday or recognized holiday, and they shut these groups down, they, they categorize, you find out every employee falls into one of two categories, right. essential or non-essential. So whenever these government shutdowns happen, it's the non-essentials that don't go to work and don't get paid. You'll find out how valuable you are when a shutdown happens. <laughs> when a natural disaster happens and they say we're going to shut everything down for people's safety, but the essentials have to come to work. And you'll find out whether you're essential or non-essential. That's how they categorize it. Right? Federal holidays. Any holiday that's recognized, you know, they say, well, we're going to get everybody, everybody gets Martin Luther King Day off because we're black. Well, not if you're a police officer. Not if you work for the fire department. <laughs> not if you're an ER doctor. No, you, you're, you're considered essential. So we can't give you the day off. Well, I compared it, I thought, the, about the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, there are no non-essential workers. God doesn't categorize people into essential and non-essential. And yet the body of Christ has mentally done that. The body of Christ, we've mentally categorized ourselves or others into essential and non-essentials. We make pastors essential. But we make ushers non-essential. We make having a, the bangingest uh, keyboard player. I'm just telling you, people, when they're when they going to start a church, when they're going to start a church, when I'm going to start a church, I got to make sure I find me the bangingest keyboard player. Or somebody to lead my music ministry. I'm going to pay them good. I'll eat poking beans, but I can get my banging music ministry because that's essential. So what we've done is we've created these essential and non-essential categories in the body of Christ that are not, is not biblical. In the kingdom of God, there are no non-essential employees. Every person in the body of Christ is absolutely essential. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you tonight. Um, we've been talking about our gifts and callings. And so this is, it's, it's essential that we learn that we're essential. Okay? <laughs> uh, God is teaching us this so that we understand how important and how valuable we are to the body of Christ, to his system. How everybody has to, Pastor Kim mentioned it, we, all, we know we're saved. But most people don't know that they're called. And if they don't, know, they don't know that they're called, then they have no clue about their purpose. And if they don't have a clue about their purpose, they will not even seek out to know the grace that is upon them. You know, we've been teaching, we taught a few weeks ago, purpose and grace. And how we are saved and we are all uh, called, right? I want you to look at a scripture here. Remember me telling you, thank you. 
Remember me saying to you here, I think, I guess it was last Wednesday, that you'll know you have this, what this, when I say this, what I'm teaching. When you prepare for service, like I prepare for service. You'll know you have this when you start preparing for service as if you're preaching tonight. See, what, what we've done, we, we, the church, we, we have a, uh, uh, this came to me while Pastor Ken was talking up here. We have a potluck mentality in the church. Some of y'all don't remember potluck dinners at church? Potluck dinner, uh, nothing go together, everything just, you know, we just, uh, everybody bring something. No organi organization to it. You don't know what you're going to get. Now, we got, we got to fix some things here. God never designed the church or this body, the local church, to be a one-man show. God never meant for this, for this church or any church to be a one-man show. Now, it's designed that one man would, would oversee or lead so you can have order, but not that one man is the whole show. Okay? And so, but because today's church, we've done that, it's, it's left 90% of the church in a non-essential category. You're all, 90% of the church is non-exempt employees. Uh, in other words, we hourly. We're hourly. What 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 do you mean? So because you have an hourly mindset, you only show up when it's your type your day to serve. But exempt employees know you're really always on call. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You're exempt. You know it may be Saturday, it may be Sunday, it may be, I may be on vacation. Holiday, but that phone rings. I know at, in, in truth because I'm an exempt employee, I'm not paid by the hour. I'm, I'm not paid by, you know, I showed up and then, you know, whatever. No, I'm always on call. I'm always really on duty. And the people who are exempt employees know they have better benefits. So here we are in the church, today's church, trying to start, we're talking about, you know, bless the Lord on my soul and forgetting all his benefits, but yet we're acting like non-exempt employees trying to claim exempt employee benefits. So if I'm not on the schedule to serve, I'm not even going to come. 
if I'm not on schedule to serve, then I don't, you know, I'm not even going to dress prepared. <laughs> right? Now, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about somebody in another church. This is all another church I'm talking about, not you. I'm, I'm just saying, because I've been, I've, been, I've been in church 47 years. Just tell you what I've watched for 47 years. Even in this church. So because it's not my night, not my week to serve, not my week to work, you know, then, you know, I just come, I'm just going, you know, I'm just going to sit back and slide through, you know. I'll, I'll be late. I'm not, I'm not scheduled to serve. Present but absent. So you, you have a, a non-exempt attitude and approach, but are trying to get an exempt benefit. You want comp time. He's an on-time God, but I'm never on time. I'm part-time, but I want him to be a full-time. I'm hourly, but I want him to be round the clock. I'm just telling you. Now, I'm not picking on you because that's not even what I'm trying to get. I'm trying to show you. I'm going to show you something here. Because, see, you all are here. And y'all didn't come here to serve tonight. Right? But, well, maybe you did. Maybe you did come here to serve. In fact, that's my hope that you did come here to serve. I'm going to show you that you're supposed to come here to serve every time you come together. Because the statement the Lord had me say last week without knowing a scripture on it was, when you prepare like I prepare, that's when you know you got it. And then he comes along and gives me a scripture for it. So 1 Corinthians 14, right in the middle of what we've been talking about, verse 26. And this is going to help me here because, see, I've, been, I've, I've read this scripture before many times in my life, but I've always read it wrong. 1 Corinthians 14, 26 says, how is it then, brethren, whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. Now, did you hear my voice when I, said, when I read that? Did you hear the inflection in my voice? That I was reading it as a long question? And the Lord said, no, the question mark is at the beginning. There's no question mark after that, after that sentence right there. That's a statement. So it should read like this. How is it then, brethren? Whenever you come together, each of you has a song, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and because of that, make sure you let all things be done for edification. Anybody else ever read that scripture before? Have you read it like me? Read it wrong all these years? It's, it's just astonishing how when the Lord opens, opens your eyes and does all this stuff, you just start, the scripture just becomes alive. And you're like, oh my God, I've been reading it wrong all this time. I've been reading it like one big question. Uh, let me tell you, let me give you, can I tell you another scripture real quick? Uh, one of the reasons why 
Go back to chapter thir- chapter 12. Chapter 12. And I'm going to show you, the, uh, here's a verse that does have question marks. Verse 29. Are all apostles? See your question? See the question mark? So what would the answer to be, be to that? No. Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Keep going, verse 30. Do all have gifts of healings? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? No. See, that's, that's all questions with the answer to each of those being no. But then he says, but earnestly desire the best gifts. So he said, no, everybody doesn't have it yet, but desire it. Because what it's supposed to be that when you come together, chapter 14, verse 26, Fourteen twenty-six. how is it then, brethren? In other words, what is our conclusion? Matter of fact, switch to the Message Bible on this. Give me the Message Bible Come on, on this. this uh. So here's what I, what I want you to do. When you gather together for worship, are we gathering together for worship? Each one of you be prepared with something that will be useful, useful for all. So you'll know when you have this, when you prepare just like I prepare. That rather than coming to church on Wednesday, coming to church on Sunday, coming to church anytime with the mindset, oh, I'm coming to hear what Pastor John got to say. I know he's going to say something good for me today. Sure, you should expect to receive, but you should be expecting it's better to give than it is to So my mindset for coming to worship should be, I'm coming with something. How does that float your boat right there, boy? And yet, in the body of Christ, this has not been taught. In the body of of Christ, I'm just going to tell you, in the body of Christ, we have built personality mega platforms to feature one guy, one woman, and everybody comes around to sit and hear what the one guy or one woman has to say. Well, we just modeled after Jesus. That's how it was with Jesus. Well, Jesus didn't model the church. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church. I'm going to build a church. Now, here's the order for the church. He said, so each each one of you be prepared. Tell your neighbor, be prepared next time you come here. Because pastor might call on you. You got a psalm today? What's your psalm, huh? What, what, you got a teaching? What's, you got a revelation? I might say, stand up, give me a tongue. Then I might say, stand up, give an interpretation. Oh, wait, 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 Pastor, I ain't even prayed. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't been, I ain't been praying. Now, don't worry, I'll give you, I'll give you a few days to chew on this and before we start. 
I know what happened. Everybody, everybody come and sit all the way in the back. Be looking down the whole time. And I, I do just like that the teachers do in school. The one with the head down. Johnny, stand up. something. He said, sing a hymn, teach a lesson. Everybody? Everybody should be? Well, sure. Isn't that what Paul said? He said, by now, all of you ought to be teachers. Paul said, by now, all of you ought to be teachers. Tell a story. Not a lie. That's, that's the word story to mean lie. Lead a prayer, provide an insight. Can I give you that same scripture from the complete Jewish Bible? The complete Jewish Bible. Listen to this. They'll put it on the screen for us, please. Complete Jewish Bible. What is our conclusion, brothers? Brothers, whenever you come together, let everyone be ready with a psalm or teach. Well, what, what do you mean with a psalm? That, that don't mean you go find, you know, Psalm 123 or something. I, I got one I want to read, Pastor. No, that's not you reading the psalm. This is a this is a psalm that's coming out of your spirit. Not I pre-read one and you know made sure I got all the word and you know, you know pronunciation right so I can KC calling me tonight. With a psalm, so let, let everyone be ready. Tell you they would be ready with a psalm or a teaching or revelation. Or ready to use his gift of tongues? Ready to use it? Or give an interpretation? Or give an interpretation? How am I supposed to be ready to give an interpretation? I better be ready. I mean, somebody get up there and they, you know this tongues of, uh, well, we'll talk about it tonight. That tongue is going forth. You ain't just like, you better be listening. Check listening in your spirit. Listening. And listening and looking. I'll talk about that tonight. Listening and looking. But let everything be for edification. I know this is good. I love it when God gives me scripture for what he said. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 14, 26. In the voice, this is the same verse from the voice, trans, voice uh, translation here. What should you do then, brothers and sisters, when you come together? Each person has a vital role because each has gifts. So that means you're all, we're all essential personnel. We're all essential staff. God doesn't have any non-essential staff in his kingdom. We don't get, uh, you know, tornadoes off. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Each person might have, one person rather, might have a song, another a lesson to teach, still another a revelation from God. One person might speak in an unknown language. Another will offer the interpretation. But all of this should be done to strengthen the life and faith of the community. That's good, boy. That's enough to chew on and go on home right there, man. We can, we can call it a night and let you go and prepare for Sunday. Oh, I better fast for the next three days. 
It might might change your going to the club on Saturday night. I'm not talking about you, but you know people in the church. Club on Saturday, church on Sunday. Come on, you, some of us used to be like that. We know, they ain't, ain't going to lie. They ain't going to just tell the truth. Some of y'all who used to be like, come on, all right. Let's, let's be honest. Well, that hot, hot date overnight. Hot date overnight. Come on, just, I'm just telling. I'm not, I'm not talking. Hey, what we used to be, used to do. Or used to be like me. Saturday Night Live all the way to about 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Just laughing your socks off, but then get up and go into church. And I'm on Dave Chappelle started coming on, boy, boy. Just, my Just, you know, all this kind of stuff. Then come to church, and I don't even understand what the preacher's saying. What the choir is. Just off today? No, they, off. they ain't off you off. Is you you've not prepared yourself to to receive, let alone to be used. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to understand how big this is for me and for you. For God to tell us this is because He's ready to use you. He's ready to change this church from a one-man show. Y'all didn't even say that. Pastor, you don't say that. Don't say that. You're the pastor. I know I'm the pastor. That's why he's telling me first. I'm sitting there looking at this and I'm like, Lord, we've been doing something wrong then. That's exactly the same question I asked, Lord. How do you have a mega church and accomplish this? Because I don't think in the, in the book of Acts church they had a mega church. Well, 3,000 souls got saved. Yeah, but they, they broke bread from house to house. He'd also talk about the church that met in somebody's house. Paul talked about greet the church that meets in so-and-so's house. See, they, 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 they knocked these things down to size where you could come in and everybody was able to express their song or their teaching. Or rev- that's why we got the flight group. So that's why you can't be in. Uh, if if you are not in a flight group, you're acting like a non-essential. Which means you can't you can't get any full-time benefits. You can't get no exempt. You're not exempt. You don't get no comp time. <laughs> you don't get no comp. T- paid vacation. No, you got to pay for your own vacation. I know we ain't heard nothing like this. Because the devil's got, got the church so blinded that we've made everything one man show, personality driven. Somebody else got this, my big stage. People have mega conferences. I know people right now, they running to conferences this week. Oh, we're running here so and so, running here so and so. Well, what you bringing? I got to go get a word. Okay, I understand. I understand we need a word. God, I'm not, I'm not, you know, God gives the word. But at some point, it's got to be from you always going to get a word to now you bring a word. 
Oh, the devil is mad that you are here tonight. But God is extremely glad that you are here, you're receiving this word tonight. Say, neighbor, God's ready to use you. He's pulling you right off the bench. Tell him he's getting you right off the bench. <laughs> Lace your shoes up. <laughs> throw, throw your warm-up pants off. <laughs> you know, in basketball players, they sit on the, on the bench deep. They had the warm-ups on everything. No, it's time to get in the game. Throw the warm-ups off. Get in the game. Let's go. Check in. Check in. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Football, they, 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 got, they let them up. Hey, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Somebody shout, I'm in, Lord, I'm in. I'm ready to play. See, go, go to, um, okay, where, where were we, 1 Corinthians 14? Now we're reading, we're reading the book of 1 Corinthians, right? Which is, who wrote 1 Corinthians? Paul, to who? The church at Corinth, that's why it's called Corinthians, right? So Paul deals with a lot of issues in the, in the book of First and Second Corinthians, both. First Corinthians, he's dealing with, you know, they got all kind of, you know, fornication going on. He's dealing with their carnality. He's dealing with all kind of stuff. He's dealing with marriage in chapter 7. He's dealing with communion in chapter 11. I mean, he's going on talking about all kind of stuff. Jesus Christ returned in, first, in chapter 15 and all that kind of stuff. And because they need a lot of help. And they're, because they... So in chapter 12, 13, and 14, he deals with a zealous church that's out of order. Chapter 14, verse 12. Even so, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. So the, the Corinthian church had zeal, but no order. But today's church, we have order and no zeal. I'm going to say that again for all the slow people on this side. The Corinthian church had zeal, but no order. Today's church has order. We've got our order. We've got our program. We've got our things down to a minute. Everything goes like, like this. Nope. Hello, good morning, saints. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad therein. Hallelujah. Pull out your little card. We're going to all fill out a little card today because it's our first time guest. Well, we can do that. And everybody in church, if you've been around long enough, you know, you know, soon as soon as somebody pull out a scripture, we all stand up. Come on now, don't, don't, be, mad, don't be mad at your neighbor. I mean, we got so much order, but somebody walk in the back of the church and they hear the people praying, they all stop. Freezing their tracks, they praying. Oh, they praying. I, I, I come and I tell them, let the people come in. Let them in. Then you let make people stand up because we're praying. I mean, don't y'all prayer walk? You're going to make folks stand in the back while you're praying. 
people stop. Come on, y'all know something. Y'all grew up in the church. I gotta, I gotta go do number one. Hey, I'm gonna be a little man. I gotta go do number two. This mean I'm gone. See y'all later. Bye bye. We got order on how we enter, order on how we leave. Come on now, am I telling the truth here? It's funny, but it's the truth. Y'all been in church a while, you know this is the truth. Because you know it, that's why it's funny. Oh yeah, if you see the whole hand, it's usually somebody got the purse on. Bye bye. And, and, and they're they going to sneak out in front of the whole church. They're sneaking. You can't sneak. Everybody see you high stepping. What you doing? Just go and walk. Walk. Just walk. Walk. So we've adopted all this order and we put out zeal for the things of God. And it's of the devil. And pastors, we've, we've, we've played right into it. I said, Lord, you got to help us reorder our worship, reorder our service. We, we got to reorder how we do this. Because it's, it says, go, go back to that scripture in 1 Corinthians 14. Oh, 26. Whenever you come together, in whatever translation you whenever you come together. Isn't that good? So each of you should have something whenever we come together. When you come to church, we can put it that way. Definitely, y'all flight teams, but you just know this is the way it's ought to be in the flight teams, all hands down, just hands down, just, just like that. Amen? 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 That's why I always, I really enjoy those times, those small times like, you know, corporate prayer mornings and, you know, after the noon, because it's always a smaller setting. People always, hey, here's what I'm seeing. I'm getting this. And no, 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 no. We're, we're seeing that acted out or carried out. But, it, but according to this, whenever we come together, so even in our service, Praise the Lord. Praise Amen? Amen? So you'll know you got this when you prepare just like I prepare. <laughs> you, you start. TV got to go off. Come on, Thomas, say it again. TV got to go off. Unless you got it on YouTube, you playing some music or something, you know, just worshiping and everything, you, you're soaking or something like that. You got TV, you can't be watching all the other stuff, you know, I'm trying, trying, to, trying, trying to get the last little piece of the news before I come to the house of God. No, I'm trying, to get, I'm trying to get news from heaven. What's the word? The good news. 
So when I come, it's all for edification. We're coming together to edify and build each other up. See? Praise God. So everybody has something. Amen? Could you imagine if we started doing that? What, what would happen then is every need would get met. Every need would get met because everybody's prepared with something. As it is today, all we ask people to bring is offering. We can't get that. <laughs> you telling the truth? Just bring the tithe into the storehouse. Bring the tithe into the storehouse. Bring the tithe into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. Yeah, we're supposed to do that. Yeah, yeah, we do that. But bring a psalm. What's that, Ephesians 5? Give me Ephesians 5. Uh, 19? Let's try Ephesians 5, 19. Yeah, that's, what, that's exactly it right there. Give me verse, let's start at verse 18. And don't be, don't be drinking too much grape juice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't get it. It's the last bottle. I'm like, I want wait another day to get my grape juice. I'm like, what the what? All the grape juice is gone? Everybody healthy and strong, though. Praise the Lord. <laughs> do not drink, do, do not be drunk the wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. So that, verse 19, you can speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. That's your consecration so you can minister to each other in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. That's our consecration. Uh, Colossians 3. Um, let's try 16. 16. Let the word of Christ, yeah, that's it. Praise the Lord. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. This is your part. Teaching and admonishing one another. Teaching and admonishing one another. What? How are we teaching and admonishing each other? Oh, this isn't just one teacher up front then, is it? Are y'all struggling with this? I know this is blue blocks with your yellow blocks, but just listen, just take what I'm saying. Take, take what the Bible's saying. Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Praise the Lord. But this is what we're supposed to be doing. With and for each other. But pastor, if everybody teaching, how we don't know, how we know if we got bad teachers or not? You know, people saying the wrong stuff. Well, you have many teachers, but not many fathers. So you always run the teaching by your father. And if, and if the teaching of the teacher doesn't match up with the teaching of the father, then you flush that. You praise the Lord. God bless you. You just... <laughs> Bless your darling heart. <laughs> Amen. As a matter of fact, there's a scripture. Uh, go back to 1 Corinthians 14. I'm going to get to this tongue interpretation real quick. I got to. I got to finish. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 38. 
verse 37. If anyone thinks himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things which I write to you are the commandments of the Lord. So in other words, you're going to do things exactly God's way. And then it says, but if anyone is ignorant, let him be ignorant. Now I looked that up, and well, you can really translate it this way. If anyone be ignorant, let him be ignored. If you got a little little uh, dot right there over there on that verse 38, down there it'll say, if anyone does not rec recognize this, he is not recognized. So in other words, anybody's not going to do it this way, ignore him. This is heavy, boy, but y'all are heavyweight Christians, boy. Y'all are heavyweight believers. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. All right, so can we move on? We got a few minutes left. I didn't mean to get way into all that, but. But I bet Sunday y'all come prepared, don't you? Have me a song, Lord. I need a song, Jesus. I need a song. I need a song, Lord. Lord, I need a song. I need a song. I need a revelation, Lord, before I walk up in it. Before I walk up in this church on Sunday, I need something, Lord. You gotta give me something. You, you go through reading every devotion you can get your hands on. Kenneth Copeland, Kenneth Hagen. You reading everybody devotion. Let me see. The right, wake the righteousness, Lord. Let me see what they got. I got something. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right, so we've been dealing with these spiritual gifts. Quickly, revelation gifts, what are they? Quickly, revelation gifts, what are they? All right, now remember what I talked about Sunday about discerning of spirits, right? Discerning of spirits, although we've included that in revelation gifts, it's really part of proclamation gifts. They work hand in hand, though, okay? Demonstration gifts, what are they? Oh, y'all reading off the screen. They put it up. I'm going to read it. Okay. Are then finally proclamation gifts? Thanks, Laura. Thank you. We appreciate that. that. That way we don't look bad to the whole world. All right. So, again, prophecy and then tongues and interpretation of tongues. Prophecy is greater than tongues unless tongues have interpretation. Then that makes them sa the same. So A plus B, right? Tongues plus interpretation equals prophecy. Got it? Th these, th these three are very critical. They must be important because, again, Paul spent an entire, well, the translator broke it up into chapters, but we have a whole chapter dedicated to giving us clarity on, on prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues, all right? So Sunday I dealt with prophecy, okay? Prophetic insight to the things of God. I just summarize it that way for sake of time. We're told to desire prophecy, right? 1 Corinthians 14, 1. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, right? Especially that you may prophesy. We were told 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 19, through 21, we talked about how we should not quench the spirit, and then it says uh, uh, we should, we should huh? do not despise prophecy. Test all things. Hold fast that which is good. Okay? 
So we don't despise prophecy. We need prophecy. Everybody say we need prophecy. Okay, so if you weren't here Sunday, go back, go back and watch Sunday's message, and you'll hear all about prophecy. We all should desire to, to uh, prophesy. All right? Okay, so let's deal tonight with our remaining time on different kinds of tongues, diverse tongues, interpretation of tongues. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 10. The last two gifts that are listed here are different. Your King James says divers, D-I-V-E-R-S. That's not divers who dive into water. That word divers means diverse. Okay? And uh, that word divers or different here in New King James is italicized, which means it was added for clarity. Okay? So we, we talk about kinds of tongues. You won't find a Greek word for, for different or divers. It starts at kinds, so kinds of tongues. So we could say tongues and interpretation of tongues, okay? All right. Now, remember we talked about on Sunday, or last Wednesday, I think it was, about how, about praying in the Spirit being, well, we've said this for the last few weeks, praying in the Spirit is the, is the gateway into spiritual operation. But I talked about how tongues are for a sign. Mark 16 uh, these signs will follow those who believe. So we know tongues, then, if we believe the scripture, are, they are the sign that you are now a believer. Any questions about that? Everybody good on that? So tongues are the sign, the initial sign that you are a believer. There's a spiritual transaction, so there must be a spiritual sign. Filling out a car does not make you a believer. Changing your life, you know, and not and not smoking does not mean you're a believer. It, it's tongues is the is the sign given from God. Now all the other things can happen; they surely can happen. But the sign, the Bible says, the Holy Spirit is. Uh, oh, Lord gave me this other day. I was reading. Uh, remember, remember in Genesis uh, 15, when Abram. God comes to Abram, Abram and says, hey, Abram, um, I'm your shield, your exceeding great reward. He said, listen, uh, I'm going I'm to give you a child. And Abram, Abram said, Lord, how, what, how, what you gonna, you know, how are you going to do this seeing I go childless? Right. The heir of my estate is this Eleazar. And God says, don't worry, I'm going to give you a child from your own, from, your own, from, from, from uh, Sarah's womb. Chapter 14, they had messed up and gone with Hagar. God said in chapter 15, no, 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 no. That's not how we're doing this. It's going to come from Sarah. So Abram's tripping. He's like, I'm old. So he says, I need some proof. He said, Lord, what is the sign? What is the sign you're going to give me that I have this inheritance? Got it? He said, what's the sign that I have this inheritance? God said, I want you to go and get uh, these animals, and I want you to uh, cleave them in two. So I, you got cloven animals. Some of y'all, if you're, if you're Bible scholars, you know it. You got cloven animals, split them in two. And God talks to him. Then all of a sudden, the Bible says, and a smoking pot and a fire came through the middle of them. God sent fire through cloven animals. He said, that's your sign that you have the inheritance. Interestingly enough, on Acts 2, 
on the day of Pentecost, the Bible said, there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. Those tongues were their sign. The Bible says that in Ephesians that the Holy Ghost is, is our seal guaranteeing our inheritance. Is that what your Bible says? Some of y'all know. Oh, Jesus. I, I just got to show you this. I just got to show you this. Ephesians. Uh, thank you, Lord. Where was that Holy Ghost? Ephesians. Bum, 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 bum. He's given us, okay, yeah, Ephesians 1, verse 11, in him also we have obtained a what? An inheritance, yeah. right? So on and so forth, verse 12, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. Verse 13, in him you also did what? After you what? The word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom, have, in whom also having what? Believe. believe. So when you believe, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So when you believe, a real believer gets his Holy Spirit seal, verse 14, who is the guarantee of your inheritance? So just like Abram asked God for a sign, a supernatural sign that he had his inheritance, the Holy Ghost for us is our supernatural sign that we have our inheritance. Okay? So, so I'm just, the Lord just gave me that on Monday. I mean, this is great because he just further solidifying that in me to make sure, you know, because I'm like, Lord, I don't know. You know, I'm just I'm saying this stuff, but you got to help me out. And so he's making sure we are understanding this. Okay? So how many of y'all have the Holy Ghost? If you have the Holy Ghost, that means you have, you have a guarantee of your inheritance. Your prayer life should change immensely. You shouldn't be praying what if kind of prayers and Lord, I hope, I sure hope you can. I wish, we don't wish nothing. You have a guarantee of your inheritance. You're guaranteed rich. You're guaranteed healed. You're guaranteed prosperous. You're guaranteed overcomers. You're guaranteed victorious. If you have the Holy Ghost. Got it? All right. Okay. Okay. Praise God. God is helping me. Okay. Now, go back to 1 Corinthians 12 then. These tongues, everybody say tongues. tongues. It says in 1210, uh, different kinds of tongues. That word tongues, glossa, G-L-O-S-S-A, all right, it's simply talking about it's distinct languages and or dialects. Distinct languages and or, di and or dialects, okay? Now, so we say tongues, remember these are, according to chapter 12, verse 1, spiritual gifts. These are not natural gifts. So somebody who's a linguist, linguistic specialist, a linguistic person, which means they've learned you know, multiple languages, and they know how to speak, speak and all that kind of stuff, that's not the gift of tongues. Because it's not natural. You can't, you know, Rosetta Stone or, you know, Duolingo or what? PIMS are all these, you know, things we have or go to, go to school and learn. You know, I took Spanish when I was in middle school and a little bit in high school, and I can't, you know, speak much. Uh, but if, even if I was fluent, that's not tongues. Okay, that's natural. 
These are spiritual gifts, which means these tongues are not learned. They're downloaded. They're downloaded. So because they're downloaded, your brain never got a chance to process it. This is going to help somebody. Because when you're people who you're trying to get filled with the Holy Ghost, or you don't have to try to get filled with the Holy Ghost, you just get filled with the Holy Ghost. You just be filled. Right? So, but people are trying, I want, I want to use the manifestation of, you know, I don't know how to do that. Well, because the, the reason why it doesn't make any sense to your brain, because your brain didn't get the opportunity to process it. If you're learning Spanish or learning Chinese or learning French or whatever, your brain gets the privilege of processing. You learn little words, little phrases, you know, you learn how to put, you know, conjugate stuff like, you know, but your brain doesn't get to process tongues. So it just comes. It's, it's a download. Bam! And you don't know it's downloaded until you open your mouth. You don't even know it's downloaded until you open your mouth. Because it, you, go, you have to speak as the Holy Ghost gives utterance. He doesn't force you to speak. You have to speak. And when you open your mouth, you might start speaking in English, in your, in your native tongue, but as you continue to speak, then this other language that's downloaded starts. You go, what, what is that? Don't shut it down. It's a download. And it may, may download multiple languages. Maybe. Does that happen to anybody? That you, you're, you're, you can tell. Okay, let, let me help you with this. Okay, because y'all are like, I don't know. Okay. You're speaking in other tongues. Everybody say tongues. tongues. That word tongues, glossa, is language. So you're not speaking in unknown sounds. You're not speaking other sounds. You're speaking other languages. Just like English, the English language has sentence structure. Just like the English language has common words, the, a, an, those are common words. Every language has sentence structure, but common words. So when you're speaking in other tongues or sometimes unknown tongues, and I'll show you tonight if I have the time, the difference, and I got to do it, then you, if you don't know the, that the sentence structure or the language composition of, of that language that you're speaking, then, then it's, it's okay. Just let it rip. You don't know it. It's a download. So what happens is, okay, the, let me help you. Because you're, you're speaking, and you're like, that sound broken, but you listen to somebody over here, and they got, and you're like, huh? how come my tongues ain't like they tongue? They, they got fluent tongue. But you don't know the language they're speaking. It's a different language. And your tongues, the language you're speaking might be broken. Okay, can I show you something here? 
I'm, I'm going to help you now. I'm, I'm going to help somebody, somebody tonight. You're going to break through in your tongue. You're going to break through in your tongue. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse, verse 10. Verse 10. There are, it may be, so many kinds of languages in the world. And none of them is without significance. In the King James, he used the word, it says there are in so many kinds of voices in the world. Which that voices is, is talking about uh, sounds. So there are many sounds. So within languages, languages, there are sounds to languages. Is, are you, y'all following something? So there are sounds. And so because you don't know all the sounds, you'd be like, well, that don't make any sense. Just let it rip. Try to make sense of it. It's, it sounds. You don't, don't compare the language you're speaking to the language someone else is speaking. You don't know theirs. They don't know yours. Neither one of y'all know anybody else's. Matter of fact, tell the truth, most of us don't know English real well. So don't try to judge some other language. We don't really understand English fully, you know. <laughs> right? Most of us speak Ebonics, you know, 30, 40, 60% of the time. Okay? So there are many, so many languages in the world. So many kinds of languages. Not just so many languages, so many kinds of languages. And interesting, so many kinds of languages or so many kinds of voices. And yet none of them is without significance or without meaning. Every language has a meaning. Okay? All right, now. So, tongues are not learned. Everybody say, tongues are not learned. Okay? But remember, these tongues come as the Spirit gives utterance. In Acts chapter 2 and verse, uh, go to Acts 2 verse 4 real quick. Acts 2 verse 4. Glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we already explained what happens leading up to this when the Spirit of God comes, and comes upon them, verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak, speak with what? How? So the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, is giving the utterance. He's giving the language. He's giving the voice, the sound. That word voices, when you look back at that, and what we just read here, is phone. P-H-O-N. It's, it's sounds. So the Holy Ghost is giving the sound. And notice it says here, other tongues. Everybody say other. other. That's worth underlining. It didn't say unknown there. It said other tongues. In other words, other than their own. Got it? Because watch what happens in verse 5. There, there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every, every nation under heaven. How many nations? Every. every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard, heard them speak in his own language. So all those from every nation heard them, the, the, the Jews in the upper room, speaking in their language. So they're not speaking unknown tongues. They're speaking other. This is, ladies and gentlemen, this is important. 
This might seem trivial, but this is critically important. They're speaking other tongues. Because when these people hear them, they hear them speaking in their languages. They were all amazed. Marvel was saying to one another, verse 7, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya, adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. In our own tongues. So, when a person, we saw and they got filled with the Holy Ghost, they're speaking in other tongues. All right? This is their sign. This is their sign. Right? Okay. Now, remember what we're, we're dealing with here tonight first is divers or different kinds of tongues. Now, let me, let me throw this in here. I have heard people preaching or teach on divers kinds of tongues. And they have taught things like, well, you know, there's warfare tongues, and there's, uh, you know, uh, no, no, not that. They've talked about praise tongues, or they've talked about, you know, all these different other uh, things, variations. And, well, Pastor, what's your stance on that? I've never read anything about warfare tongues. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying they don't exist, but I'm going to teach what I can read, what the Bible makes very clear. Now, if God ed educates me on more, trust me, I'll bring you more. But I've never read about a warfare tongue. And warfare tongue is real fast, like machine guns. That's warfare tongues. That's why I've you got to come hard and fast. Reload. I don't know. All I know is I, I can only teach what I, what I can clearly, what the Holy Ghost wrote. There may be more. See, but I just know if, if you, see, if you deviate from Scripture, you can get off. You can get off, okay? Praise the Lord. Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to pull it down strongholds. No, it's, yo, these strongholds are right there. They're right there. They're not up there. They're right there. These strongholds are right there in your mind. They're inside your own. You ain't got to speak out on that. It's right there in your own brain. The Uzi tongue. That tech nine on them, boy. Then I come with my little. Okay. Okay. So let's, let's deal with what, what, what we can, what we can see in scripture here. So everybody say other tongues. So notice the other tongues were understood by men. So we get over here and get 1 first, first Corinthians 13, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1. 
1 Corinthians 13, verse 1. Well, let's look at what that says here. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. So we just see now here two kinds of tongues. Tongues of men and then tongues of angels. Well, the tongues of men are known, but they are other. That's why when these people spoke in Acts 2 in tongues, in other tongues, the other people around were like, what? How, how, come, how come I hear? Isn't that Paul over there? Or isn't that Peter? Isn't that James over there? I hear them speaking. Why, how are you speaking Arab? See, it's other tongues, but somebody else knows it. But then there's something the Bible calls tongues of angels. So tongues of angels are unknown. They're not known to any man. Now, how do you know which one you're speaking? You don't. Y'all didn't, didn't say anything. You don't. And since you don't, then you don't compare your tongues to anybody else's tongues. You don't compare how you sound to how anybody else sounds. Because you hear, I mean, I hear somebody that's like, man, they sound like they're speaking fluent, like one of them love languages, like, hombre, Sunday, it's on the bon Sunday, because love Sunday. Ha, 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 ha. Like, wow, that sounds romantic. Right? Right? Now, y'all laughing, but come on, tell the truth. You've heard some pretty, like, just pretty. Just, that's pretty, boy. They just, <laughs> right? You hear that, that, that roll? And then you're saying, well, my tongue is, my tongue sounds broken, sound like whatever. But see, you don't know. This is helping somebody. Y'all laughing, but this is helping somebody here. See, because you've been, you've been holding back because you've been comparing to somebody else. And you keep saying, That's not, I, that must not be it. I must not have it. You do have it. You do have him. You have received the gift. But it makes no sense to your, un to your understanding. Your spirit man got it. Your spirit man said, let me, do you just, just let it go, just, just speak? That's exactly right. That's, that's, the only place, that's the only place it comes to your spirit. It don't come, it doesn't register through your brain. That's what he said. And, and look, look, at, look at 14, back to 1 Corinthians 14. 1 Corinthians 14, verse uh, 14, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. My spirit prays. My spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. My understanding is like, well, I don't know what's going on. That's why the next verse he says, he says, uh, uh, so let him pray that he may interpret. Verse, in verse 13, the verse above that, verse 13, therefore let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. So then it becomes fruitful to your understanding. 
Ooh-wee. So other tongues, those are tongues of men. Then unknown tongues, tongues of angels. I was intrigued. I said, Lord, is that what Paul was talking about when he said, I knew a man about 14 years ago. I don't know whether he was in the body or just in the spirit. He said, I know a man. He talked about himself. He said, I know a man who went up into paradise, paradise, into heaven. And he said, and I heard uh, words, inexpressible words that were not lawful for men to utter. I heard words. I heard chatter going on. He said inexpressible. He said it was, I heard inexpressible in the New King James, inexpressible words. He's hearing heaven chatter. He's hearing tongues of angels. He said it's inexpressible. He couldn't express it. I can't write it down to even tell you what they said. And if I could, it's unlawful. I wouldn't be allowed to, but I can't even, even if I was allowed to, I couldn't even tell you because it was inexpressible. So he's hearing inexpressible, he's hearing tongues of angels, but because he, he's, you know, he's not an angel, and he, this is the, he doesn't get interpretation, he doesn't know what they're saying. So, so angels, uh, they, they have all kind of language that, that God uses them to, you know, for them. And you, you can hear it in your spirit. You can hear it in your spirit. You will hear it in your spirit. Oh, Jesus, oh, God, Holy Ghost, thank you, Lord. So if, when I, hold. Oh, Maybe that's what warfare tongues is. When I pray in unknown tongues of tongues of angels, I'm, re- I'm giving angels, warring angels, I'm releasing them to go work in the universe on my behalf or someone's behalf. So the warfare tongue doesn't have to be it's just whatever the Lord has put on in my heart, I, I'm praying it out. And those angels say, gotcha. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Can you understand that? Did that did that register in your spirit just then? The angels they hear that. Gotcha. I gotcha. Yep. Yep. I'm speaking tongues of angels. There are warring angels. There are prosperity angels. There there are reaping angels. We're praying for somebody to be saved. And we're saying, Lord, send the har- those into the harvest, reaping angels, to go to go minister to my cousin, my uncle, my child out there. And I don't know, I, Lord, I don't know how to pray for them. Angels say, I got it. Got it. Do you understand you are bilingual? You're bi-dimensional. So if you're bi-dimensional, you must be bi-multilingual. So you can, man, man, man. That just helped me right then. That just brought clarity to me just right in the middle of the, in the thick of things here. <laughs> that's, that's how much the Lord loves us to say, let me, let me, let me help y'all. Let me pass a little slow. Let me help y'all. That's what, that's what the Lord said, Pat. You pass a little bit slow, but I'm going to help you because I love you. Yeah, he would, have, he would have given it to me at some point. I would have come back and tell you, yeah, that's what it is. You praying those unknown languages, those unknown tongues, tongues of angels, those angels that are ministered. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for? 
those who inherit salvation? Well, how do we give those guys their orders? Now, we've been trained in faith. We know angels go and bring my money. Angels go and do this. Angels go and do that. That's fine. You can work on that. But there's also another way. Is that Psalm? Oh. Oh. Where it says, Blessed are you, his angels, who give, who do his, his bidding, who give heed to the sound of his word. They give heed to the sound of his word. 103, yeah, that's right, Psalm 103. 19, something like that. 20, 19, 20. Psalm 103, verse 20. Bless the Lord, you as angels who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word, voice or sound. They're heeding the sound of his word. So if you get over into, into your prayer language, get over into speaking the tongues of men, but also tongues of angels, those angels, they, they give heed to that. They go working, boy, they move things on your behalf. You know, you know all that inheritance that belongs to you, all that... All the wealth of wicked has been stored up for the righteous. What would happen if we prayed more in tongues? Oh, boy, y'all didn't get that. What would happen if we prayed more in tongues? All that stuff gets released. Those angels, they got to they gotta get to working. They got to get to moving on our behalf. All those people we believe in to be saved, and we've done everything we can, we need them to have some interference in their life. We need some, inter, inter, some interruptions in their lives. We need to have some disruptions of their, of their, their things that's happening in their lives, right? So we got to use them, that prayer language, and that prayer language will reach, reach those fellas. Hey, guys, go get to work. See, we're coming into the year of this is his, the time of God's great manifestation. So on earth, whatever we bound on earth shall be bound in, he, bound in heaven. Whatever we loose, it's time for us to lose some angels. Oh, God. I said it's time for us to begin losing some angels. And when we lose them on earth, they are, then they are loose. Man, 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 man. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, what, watch what happens. Because we're talking about tongues and then interpretation of tongues. Now, you understand interpretation, right? Interpretation of tongues is where a uh, tongues and a message is going forth. That's what we have in a corporate setting when, when you've, you've seen it, where are times where, where we, we may all be praying in tongues or maybe all doing something, all of a sudden there, there comes a sort of a distinct sound to a message in tongues. You, you can kind of, everybody else can kind of feel it. It's almost like, like all the dogs back up. Kind of like, because it's the lead dog is... You understand what I'm saying? You, you, you can, if, you, if you're spiritual, you sense there's a message about to come forth. It has a different and a distinct sound to it. And when that happens, then the Bible requires there must be an interpretation. And it's going to come either through that one that's speaking or another. That's why you got to come here ready. We come here ready to be used. Right? Now, Okay, so all of us can speak in tongues. All of us should 
speak in tongues. Right? Now, by the gift, you can begin to bring messages in tongues. Right? Okay. Now, when the mes- when a message in tongues comes forth, how do I know, this is a question we're asking ourselves, how do I know if I have the interpretation? Because most times, when somebody comes with a message in tongues, people do this. And we start, we start kind of kind of giving them like backup. <laughs> right? We give them a little backup, little, little, little. Because we, we know, we know something's about to come. I don't know why that came out like that. But we, I'm just telling you because I'm, 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 I'm me and I've done the same thing. We give want to kind of shore it up. Make sure the tone we get the right message. Getting stirring up, getting the message. All right? But we don't have to do that, do we? And it's okay. It's okay because we're, just, we're all being the spirit. But what we should be doing in that, in that case is, is listening with our spirit. Because all of us can be in line for the interpretation. So how do I know then whether I'm receiving the interpretation? Well, because you will begin to hear, and this is how, this is how it worked in me, in me, and I assume anybody else that has ever interpreted tongues, how it works in you. You begin to hear or see something. Am I right? You hear, you will hear, most, I know for me, you'll hear a word or a phrase. In other words, somebody could go and they could, they could be giving a, a tongue, a message in tongues, and they might give the whole tongue message for three, four minutes. And you might get one phrase. You're like, wow, that was a lot, but all I got was there's a shaking in the atmosphere. I'm about to move some things. You're like, like, that's probably just me. No? Because almost always you've seen it when you, somebody else, somebody stands up and said, uh, I believe I have interpretation of that. And they start, and you say, I, I was thinking that same thing. I was, I, oh my God, I was thinking that same thing. That's right, because the Holy Spirit is trying to get a message to somebody. It's just somebody is going to respond according to their faith. Remember, all these gifts work in proportion to your faith. You, yeah, you think it, but they said it because their faith said, all right, I'm, I'm going to step out, boy, and say something. So you, what you'll get is, is, is a, I know for me, I'll get either a phrase or a word or I'll get a picture. I'll get a picture. When they're speaking in tongues, a message, I'm somebody if it's not me, I'll get a picture. And then what I'm supposed to do then is describe that picture. Because their words are drawing a picture. It's from God. God, this this universal divine artist, is drawing a picture message. Jeremiah. Yes, sir. What do you see? What would you mean? What I because God, God didn't say anything. He said, 
Jeremiah, what do you see? In other words, God didn't give a message then say, all right, describe it. He just, first thing, Jeremiah, what do you see? And Jeremiah said, well, I see like a branch of an almond tree with buds on it. He said, you've seen well, I'm ready to perform my word. Then he says again, Jeremiah, what do you see? Oh, I see like a seething, boiling pot just boiling over. He said, that's right. I'm getting ready to pour my wrath and my judgment out. In other words, yeah, you see, you see, you see what I'm saying. You see what I'm saying. Are you following me? And so, and so I want you all to be, become very sensitive and have an expectation that when, when, first of all, let's expect tongues to come forth. And then secondly, when they do, whether it's through you or through someone else, I want you to expect, all right, God, this, 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 today is me. See, when I, when, I was, when I was a baseball coach, and I'm thinking I might be going back to it this year, baby. They're trying to drag me back into it. I teach, I teach my boys on defense is want the ball. Want the ball. In other words, when that batter's at that plate, and I don't care if you're playing first, second, third, short, right, center, left, want the ball. Hey, hit it to me. Come on. Hit that ball to me. I'm baseball ready. Why is he yell at kids? Baseball ready. Get your son. You know, little kids everybody do. <laughs> Kicking dirt. I mean, we had a little boy, boy that are making snow angels in the grass. <laughs> Am I right about it? I'm not lying. I'm not lying to you. Little kids are funny. Kids doing the moonwalking. Every like, what you doing? We got a baseball ready, man. Yeah, everybody. Kids, I mean, they, they, they got the glove off. They got the glove off. They just, I mean, what, what y'all doing? I mean, come on, man. You're not looking for the ball. So we teach them, hey, base, want the ball. So what I'm saying to you, what the Holy Ghost is saying to us tonight is, hey, want to be used. I want to be used. I want to be used. I want to be used. We were saying this morning in prayer, there's no greater high than being used by God. And once it happens, boy, you become an addict. You become like, hey, I want to be used, Lord. I I want, hey, I want to be used. Hey, Lord, you got you got a word, you got a you got a message tonight, Lord. I, I want I want to be used by you, Lord. I'm not coming to church just to sit there and, and be cute. No, Lord, I can't act I, I want to be used. Can I can I get can I get a fix tonight? I want to be used by you, Lord. People who become casual about church have not known the, the joy of being used by God. They're only coming to get something and never coming to, oh, I want to be used. When you, boy, when you, when you get to be used, you like, Pastor, you, come on, you have to call on me because I'm, I'm sitting there now. I, I see you, Roshan. I'm going to call on you. You better be ready. You better get He's sitting there smiling, but he's like, I'm ready to be used now, Pastor. I'm ready. Come on now. You see, you want to be used. So, so when these tongues come, first of all, be ready to, to speak, to bring forth the message of tongues. And, and you'll, know, you'll know you're about to be used because that tongue is different than a regular tongue. Your regular tongues, you're just, you can just kind of go. But when a message comes forth, you feel it like, uh-oh. It becomes a bubbling up. Oh, like, like, uh, y'all know, like, like, you know that, that, 
But you're about to bring forth, and that's what tongues is. That's what, when you're about to prophesy, it's a bubbling forth that, that happens. It's a bubbling forth, and you begin to bubble forth, and all of a sudden, man, look at that. I, I'm being used by God. And then, if you don't have the interpretation, somebody else better. Because if you, if, you, if you go forth and you give your first couple sentences and nobody interprets and you don't get it, then you say, well, I praise the Lord. Just sit on down. That's the order. That's the order. But if you speak and then somebody gives interpretation and the Lord says, okay, say more, you, you'll say more. And then you'll go back and forth. Or somebody else may give interpretation. We've had it happen. <laughs> God's used me like that, okay? So what happens is, is you just, you got to listen. Listen in your inner man. It's not going to come to your brain. It's going to come to your inner man. You're going to get a picture or words in your spirit. Now, somebody, they might speak in tongues for 10 minutes. Hope it's not that long because you don't take that long. No, I'm just saying because they have to give people a chance to, to interpret. You don't go that long. When I go preach for the Marshallese or when I preached in Africa, remember that church we've been over to Africa, you know, you, you, we had to learn to make our sentences choppy. We couldn't say, for God's love the world, he gave his only begotten son against who have believed him should not pass for everlasting life. We had to say, for God's love the world, that he gave his only begotten son. In other words, we had to give people a chance to interpret. You got it? So, if, but what, here's, here's what can happen. When, you, when the interpretation comes, I might go, and it'll sound like that. It'll sound like, you know, you're, you're intellectually giving something. And you might speak three or four minutes. Person comes to interpretation, they goes, the Lord said I'm about to move everything in the earth in about six days. And you're like, but that joker just talked for five minutes. How you just talked for, you said one sentence. It's not translation. It's interpretation. It's the gift of interpretation, not translation. So translation is just like a, um, it's like a paraphrase. It's, translation, it will be word for word, boom, 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 boom. Interpretation is not that. It's I saw a picture, and you would, and all I got to do is just describe the picture I saw. So I'm helping you because many times you, you're sitting there in this, this situation, and it's going, if God tells us this, it's about to happen a whole lot more. It's about to happen a whole lot more. So I don't want you sitting there like, well, let me see, I'm not sure how to conjugate that verb, and I'm not sure what it does. You know, and I didn't get a whole lot. You don't have to get a whole lot. You get whatever you get, and then you stand up. Pastor, I believe the Lord is saying right here, this is what, what I got. Now, if you missed it, the Holy Ghost knows you missed it, and he's going to repeat it. Because he's trying to get a message across. He's not going to embarrass you. And it's, even, if he, even if, first of all, you wouldn't even know. You understand that? That's, isn't, isn't that how we teach when you, you're, you're getting the choir to sing or praising to sing? And you say, hey, if you, if you miss a note, miss a line, just keep singing. Because nobody else knows either. They don't know you. They don't know you missed, you missed that note. I might know because I can sing, but most most people, most people most people don't know you missed a note. Most people don't know you missed you missed you know whatever. So if if a tongues come tongues come, don't, don't nobody know. 
So if you miss it, who going to know but the Holy Ghost? I'm saying that because you got to get over the fear right away. And you have to get over hesitation. Hesitation, I learned this from my spiritual dad. Hesitation will stop the anointing flow right there. So you got you to get your faith built up. Okay, I got something. Boom. And you share it. And when you share it, trust. Okay, the Lord just used me. He just used me. And then you sit down and you say, wow. Oh, my God. I was just using. I want, I want it again. Do it again. Come on, Lord, do it again. Am I right? Is that how anybody else feels? Lord, do it again. All right. Um, that's it. The Lord said enough to us on just on the fly. Tongues of men, tongues of angels. When tongues of men go forth, and you somebody says it's been a church, and tongues of men go forth. Uh, you will speak a language that's of this planet. And the chances are there's somebody in the church or in that setting at that time who knows that language, who that word brings conviction to their heart. Oh, my God, I just heard them. They just, they just called out my situation and my language. Now, God was getting some, doing something for them without embarrassing them. You know, that, that's what people, they get scared of prophecy. People come and read your mail. And you're like, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. But he'll sometimes do it in tongues for a person. And, oh, they got it. They got it. Okay, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And that person gets that conviction in their heart, and they fall down. I yield. You got it? So tongues of men, tongues of angels. So what will we do? Let's, let's, let's close it here. What will we do? Chapter 14. Verse, verse um, <clears throat> 13. Let's start there. Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue do what? Okay. That verse 13, can you give me that in the King James? I want you to see something. In an unknown tongue. And the, the King James puts that word unknown in that verse. And same thing with verse 2, and the same thing in verse 4. These unknown tongues. These are tongues of angels. Okay? So, give me back to verse 13 again. Wherefore, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. Verse 14. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. This, this, this telling me that most of the time, your prayer language, your prayer language is an unknown tongue. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, Lord. Romans 8.26. Don't turn over there. Don't turn. Just Romans 8.26. For we don't know what to pray for as we ought. But the Holy Spirit makes intercession for the saints with groaners which cannot be uttered. For he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. For the, the Spirit prays according to the will of God. 27, right? In verse 28, for we know that all these things work together for good to those who love him and those who are called according to purpose. So all your praying in other tongues is working for your good. 
Okay. All right. My spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Verse 15. What is it then? So what's our conclusion as we leave tonight? I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. That's our conclusion. That's what we're going to do. We're going to do both. We're going to do both. In the spirit and with understanding. Everybody, raise your right hand. Scouts on here. Lord, Lord, I'm available available to be used by you. you. I earnestly desire. I earnestly earnestly covet spiritual gifts. gifts. You can give me every one of the spiritual gifts, all nine of them, I really desire to prophesy. I really desire to edify the church. But anything you give me, I will use in proportion to my faith. I will build up my faith. I will build myself up in my most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So I'll pray every day. I'll pray every day. I'll prepare every day as if you're going to use me every day. So next time I come to church, I won't just be coming to receive. I'll be coming to give. Not just tithes and offering, but I'll bring my spiritual gift. I'll be available to you. Use me. Lord, turn me into an addict. In Jesus' name. name. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Come on, all of of would-be addicts, stand to your feet.